Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished entrepreneur who shuttles between the U.S. or Orange County in the U.S. and Dhaka in Bangladesh, Mr. Mike Kazi. Mike, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Mike is the founder and chairman of Apex Homes MGT. He's also uh, the founder and chairman of Apex Capital. He's in the home improvement and property management business. He's a member of the Entrepreneurs Organization. And interestingly, he's a Six Sigma black belt holder. Mike, just before we started recording, you were telling me about your amazing journey of how you started at 15 and a half. And for the last 28 years, you've been in business. Tell me in brief about this, about your journey from Bangladesh as you built this empire. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure. Uh, thank you again. Uh, I'm not sure if it's an empire. You know, it's just you know trying to uh, do my little contribution sure. uh, to the world, right? Um, so um, I started really young. I know I went to the states when I was like eight years old, mm-hmm. uh, and then I've been living there since. Um, and then growing up over there studying and, um, you know, um, I started my entrepreneurship journey really young mm-hmm. You know, I think I was in, I was in high school, uh, just, you know, selling, um, uh, you know, small yeah, used cars and whatnot, um, had many different types of business, mm-hmm. uh, failed most of them, um, you know, and, um, and now, uh, we're doing um, uh, the home improvements. Actually, not now. Uh, it seems like now, but it's almost, it's almost 15 years now, since 2008, wow. nine, when the market uh, crashed in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the in the you know automotive industry, uh, and you know, then that one it was very difficult at the time. Uh, I remember we had to uh, close one of the um, the stores, and then uh, sell one for a loss, and barely hung out hung on with, for, with one with my very, you know, with my teeth and nail, um, you know, and that's when we got into the construction industry, the renovations, and then, you know, of course, uh, home, um, home improvements and stuff like that. So it's, what, almost 14, Can I just say years, the rest, huh? rest is history, so. Yeah, 14, 15 years, you know. <laughs> Wonderful. So let's now move to Apex Homes. Um, you are in the home improvement business. Tell me about uh, this particular business and the kind of work that you do? Yeah, so um, so this is, um, uh, you know, mainly in the U.S. So we're in like, uh, I think, 30 plus states in the U.S. and 50 plus markets uh, where we have our own employees, um, you know, as project managing those uh, properties. Mm-hmm. We're in mainly in single family uh, homes uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Asia. I think they call it land owned properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, land on properties, single family homes, and we're getting into like, um, multifamily now also mm-hmm. multifamilies are like those apartment buildings, you know? Right. Um, so, uh, basically, you know, um, uh, we have, uh, investors and fund, and we also have our own stuff, uh, mm-hmm. too. So we do third party work where somebody buys a property, we do the renovation and then we lease that out mm-hmm. and then five, seven, 10 years later, we exit. Um, you know, uh, with uh, different portfolios. Mm. Um, so um, we make uh, some money on the front end and on, on, the, on the back end also, you know, when we do the renovation and construction work, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it goes both ways, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Of course, technology plays a big, big vital role in that too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you use two words. One is improvement and the other is renovation. Is there a difference between the two? No, no, it's the same, same. Okay. Improvement and renovations is the same, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, you buy something for like $350,000, there may be like $40,000 worth of like new, depending on the area and markets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, how much rent you're going to get. So then you put different types of appliances. You put A grade or B grade. What kind of uh, granite countertops? Mm-hmm. We remodel the kitchen and carpet and all the stuff. So we make the value better to build okay. rent it and get a higher higher price and, on the rent. You know. Yeah, and and you were also mentioning that you decided to get into this area when you faced a downturn in two thousand eight. How have you seen the real estate market change since the time you started? Because I understand it's very very hot now. Actually, um, it was uh, it has been an amazing journey for the mm. last you know, 12, 14 years. But recent days, in um, actually recent months, uh, since after COVID, after the you know the global, you know politics and mm. uh, geopolitics, um, uh, and the inflation, it was so high during the COVID. Now everybody's like holding back, you know, not uh, too many uh, investors or institution investors are uh, buying uh, so much. Mm. Um, um uh, the market is uh is very um uh unstable it's very mm-hmm. volatile okay uh, so the institutional investors and even the this interest rate went up so it's like there's a lot more properties going to be in the market but during the pandemic some markets went up like 30 40 percent and uh and up and then now it seems like the bottom might fall out again so at least that's what everybody says and that's why there's a fear mm-hmm. you know the fear and greed right yep <laughs> So, um, so um, it's, it's kind of, um, it's, it's a buyer's market for sure now. Uh, it was not, it's definitely a buyer's market now, but the interest rate is so high. So, you know, it's not, it's not really crazy. Yet, you know, Mike, when you, you lived in the US for a long time, but if you were to look at the perspective of South Asia, uh, why is it so difficult to own a home, particularly because the multiple of salary is significantly higher in South Asia, the region that you and I come from, to what it is in the U.S. Um, it's just, I mean, I, I just think like uh, in the, in, at least in Bangladesh, or I'm not sure about India, but Asia in general, mm-hmm. it is very difficult to own homes Correct. Um, uh, because of the fact that, you know, they don't give like a 30-year loan. At least I'm not sure about India, but... Mm-hmm. Bangladesh and they don't yet they do like 10 15 years mm. maybe I think some banks are doing 20 years but still it's not you know what they're getting income is not going to pay that mortgage mm. because uh, the land and the property buildings are so so much more expensive than even the U.S. because the U.S. they have a lot of properties a lot of land so it's actually cheaper all depending on the market too mm. you know it depends on the market mm. uh, so people could pay it in times so, you know you put like one or two or three percent down uh, payment five percent down payment then you could go and you know, uh, go purchase a home and you can't do that in, in the, in, at least in Bangladesh context, you have to, you need at least 30, 40% down payment and the rest of it is like 10, 15 years loan. It's very difficult. Correct. But it, it has changed. I seen in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, so a little bit more, uh, about us. So in, um, 2008, after what happened with the whole, you know, uh, Lehman brothers and, you know, all that stuff, yep. uh, you know, we started, uh, to outsource, Mm-hmm. Uh, some other work uh, to Bangladesh, mm-hmm. you know, Bangladesh are, and, and this region, we have such an amazing talent. Put. So Correct. another one of my companies is called Kazi IT. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so I'm in the IT business also. Okay. Um, you know, and um, that's where the IT business supports our uh, business in America. Mm. You know, so we have a center uh, in Bangladesh. That's why I visit Bangladesh quite a bit, and I go mm -hmm. half and half in between. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we have a, we have centers here that gives deliveries, uh, services, all the back office, IT support, development work, app, mm -hmm. softwares, um, customer service, billing, accounting, mm -hmm. all that stuff to our U.S. Um, employees and U.S. office. Right. Um, so I have seen like a tremendous change in the last 10, 15 years in Bangladesh that people are purchasing a lot more mm. properties or cars or luxury items than even 10 years ago. Absolutely. Um, the, the economy is getting a lot mm. better and a lot stronger in Bangladesh in recent years than it ever did in the history, you know? No, absolutely. Bangladesh is now talked about as one of the brightest sparks uh, in, in Asia uh, from an economic perspective. They yeah. say very well managed, I must say. But moving on now, Mike, uh, you know, you are in, in only in residential homes or do you also do commercial? So just, just residential, okay. just, you know, just, we just stay in our niche, you know, we understand it. We've been doing it for a long time. Mm. Uh, so we kind of have a uh, systems and process and we built our own platform, our own software, mm. uh, where we're managing the whole property from end to end, from, you know, construction, from acquisition to construction, to lease, mm. Mm. Um, rent collection. Um, uh, if somebody has an issue with, with their sink, they could just take a picture with our, on with our app and then just send it to the office and then the contractor goes and goes and repairs and sends after so before doing an after photos that's how we pay the contractors that's how we bill our our clients mm -hmm. um so you know it's we're just staying in our niche you know that's what i learned over all these years is like absolutely you know, do one thing really well you know don't try to be a jack of all yeah. trades and, and master of none it still was entrepreneurs i think we still love it though you know yeah, we still love all the different businesses and it's kind of cool to learn about their businesses like oh that's a good business i want to get into it but then if you're not passionate or if you're not an expert subject matter expert you get into it and then you do a, get a big loss you know Absolutely. so as they say for an for an entrepreneur whatever you look at look at is an opportunity yes 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 <laughs> yeah so you, you you got it so but now i'm like holding back now i was like i feel like you know i'm like 7 years old now I can't do those moves anymore. And I just got to stay in my lane, you know, Absolutely. like well those said. are from all the failures, you know, well said. there's another perspective I'd love to get from you that the younger people, the millennials and the Gen Z's I'm told are renting homes more than they're buying, you know, especially when they look at their rental yields, et cetera. I'd love to get your perspective. Yeah. So, um, so that's uh, very much uh, true. Um, so, um, you know, I got, I have to give you a compliment. You are really, really good because I'm from the baby boomers generation, you know, you're really, really good because not many people know about that or you done your homework before you mm. came, mm. you know what I mean? So that's for sure. Um, that's happening. And, uh, it's just, you know, like they're not that way. They're not attached to anything. They could move. Um, they're more, um, you know, free will. They could. It's like even the jobs, right? Mm -hmm. The quiet quitting and all that stuff. So like, you know, they want to do home office now. They don't want to be stuck to their um, one property. You know, it's a lot mm -hmm. of switching. So that's the reason that, um, you know, our business is like doing really, really well. Mm -hmm. Or it did really, really well and it's still doing well. We're growing, mm -hmm. but not at the pace we've been growing for the last 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. um, because of 
um, there's one out of every home, at least in America, mm-hmm. is bought by um, investors. Okay. One out of every home. Wow. One, one out of every four homes. Wow. So to your question, you know, it just validates it. You know what I mean? Um, so um, the institutions and the funds like us, we're owning the most of the homes mm. and uh, collecting the rent. Um, so yeah, no, no, absolutely, absolutely, fascinating. Oh, Mike, you job. also said, I love it. No, thank you. you. Mike, you also said that you have your own IT firm in in Bangladesh, and given the amount of homes you must be working with, and you also told me that a client will take a photograph and upload it on your app. I want to get your perspective on how is technology changing your business? Because traditionally, the real estate business has been, you know, very, very uh, slow to adapt. But you seem to have done that very well. Yeah, traditional is pen and paper, you know, I mean, you know, pen and paper construction or or Excel sheets. But uh, recent years that it's uh, changing uh, quite a bit uh, because we're in another side of the world. Um, we could do that with technology. Um, before this wasn't possible even 15 years ago, you know. Uh, we're using a lot of machine learning, auto, auto, automation. So, like, um, you know, you could dump in because we work with photos, right? And videos. Because how are we going to know if the guy did something properly all the way on the other side of the world in America? Correct. Where we could QC check, um, hey, did he do the job properly before, during, and after pictures? Mm-hmm. Based on that, we build a uh, our investors or we build our internal clients or we build a bill ourselves or we build mm-hmm. the actual end user right mm-hmm. with photos so we need good photos of before and then action shot and after so now our contractors they'll go and take like 100 of the same photos mm-hmm. right and you're like oh my god it's, it takes like it should take us like hours to process an invoice and bill mm-hmm. one property and because you have to go through all the pictures. Correct. Now with, now with machine learning, uh, we, 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 we dump it, we already trained the model and um, it could split it out, spit it out in like less than 30 seconds. So a thousand mm-hmm. photos, they'll separate all the duplicates. We'll go all the, what bedroom is where, what uh, washer machine, dishwasher, kitchen, sink, like they'll just spit it out for you in like 30 seconds where it usually take hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that improved because of, uh, you know, uh, machine learning and all the technology. Wow. Um, but still, you know, it's, it's just ever changing, right? So we're, you know, we have a team here in Bangladesh. They're working, I know. Uh, we just did another release last night, mm-hmm. another version. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty exciting. Um, so um, yeah, technology is playing a big role. If you don't adopt, you're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to do it. I don't know what, whatever sector you're in. Even now, right? You're in Delhi. I'm in Dhaka. Mm-hmm. And we're doing this in an amazing session. This was not. Even people didn't even think about it 20 years ago. Correct. Well said. Well said. My next question is that given the fact that you have, you know, built such amazing businesses, what would you say are some of your key learnings over the last 25, 26 years that you have been working as a businessman that you'd like to share with our audience? Oh my gosh. So, so many, you know, so um, I mean, but, I mean, so you could get like in the depth as you want, or you could get simple as possible too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, simple stuff is like, you know, you got to outwork your competition, you know, um, you got to be willing to put in the hours. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no shortcut. Yeah. 
You know, uh, if somebody's working 15 hours, you got to do 18 hours a day. Yeah. You know, I said this, you know, you could die. You'll, you could sleep when you die. I mean, there's so much, but I mean, this is something that you could, you see this on YouTube or you see it on like on this Facebook post, like all those motivation speeches, mm. but some of them are just copies of other people or some of them are true. Mm. But if you just follow the simple basic stuff, you just get to be nice to people. Mm. No, you got to, you know, show up on time, you know, showing up is like 80%. Mm. Like I was, you know, I was here um, like 20 minutes before a check, make sure to see if you're in. Mm. And I check 10 minutes before if you're in and then I check five minutes and then that's when you're like, you're in. So it's like, mm. you know, just a simple stuff, but people, we take that for granted, you know, mm. um, learnings is um, I think it's the people that are around you. Mm. you know, it's just having a strong team. Yeah. Uh, it's having your A players around you. I think that helps a lot because yeah. I think like three brains are better than one. Correct. Um, so I I always try to get people that are smarter than me, more educated than me. Um, you know, those are always my like thinking. Like I don't need to, to be the smartest person in the room. Like mm. you know, like and some of my even junior colleagues, they come up with some of the best ideas and the best. That's what takes our company to another like height. That one idea or the, or like few people in the company that, you know, is that, is that proud or rule, right? Like 20% of the, the people in the company is doing 80% of the work. So 20% of the people that's going to make you into a million dollar company, mm-hmm. not the 80%. Well said. You know, those 20 people that are working like day and night, 15 hours a day. And, and always, even when they're going home, thinking a way to improve process prospects, how could they give better customer service? They're like, they're in for the love of the game, not for the money. So they're the one, it's not you. There's no way, at least not from my perspective, that you cannot build a million dollar company or a billion dollar company by yourself. That's not, that's not possible. So having important people around you. And I think um, I've been practicing things for years, but what I really learned from EO is, you know, learn from people that have experience mm. rather than um, somebody that doesn't have that experience. Mm. And us, we love to give advice as humans, mm. you know, and we take it, take that advice. Mm. Instead of that, in EO, they teach you uh, entrepreneur organization that you like, nope, you know, no, no, you cannot give advice. Mm. If you don't know, you just say, I don't know, I'm sorry. Let somebody already has been there, done that. Let them share their experience and you choose and pick and choose whatever you want, uh, experience share you want to take. Correct. So, um, so most of my friends, there, even when I was like 20 years old, um, I had friends that are like 60, 70 years old, mm. um, like double or triple my age. Um, um, I remember my business when people used to come into my business uh, to purchase stuff, they would always ask me, oh, um, is uh, your boss here? Or is your uncle here? <laughs> um, or uh, your dad here? I'm like, oh, you know something? No, he's not here to let me help you. Because yeah. I was so young didn't take me as serious, you know, but I'm yeah. like, you know, something, I will take care of you. I promise I'll yes. give you a better pricing and better service than my uncle or my boss. Don't worry about it. You know, Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, but I will always pick people that are, you know, I always picked, um, uh, I always picked uh, people that are older and more wiser and people that have been through it. Um, yes. I always pick their brains, you know? Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, I have time for two more questions, uh, Mike. Uh, my next question is that given the fact that you run a business in the US, you run a business in Bangladesh, you know, which are 12, 13, 14 hours apart, 
what would you say is your leadership style um so um uh, so my leadership uh, actually um i'm not sure if i should say this uh, live mm-hmm. uh, so um i'm a pleaser mm-hmm. no i did the desk assessment um i do it every software and it still is the same like mm-hmm. i did it five years ago same as today or i did it like two weeks ago mm-hmm. still i'm a pleaser right so mm-hmm. i need to improve myself mm-hmm. um so i like to give ownership mm-hmm. um you know every software we have a big group with all the company people i ask like you know who is the ceo mm-hmm. the new people they're like thinking like what does he mean you know mm-hmm. like or who is the chairman and who is the and the older people, they know, they say, you know, I am, mm-hmm. you know, so I love to give ownership mm-hmm. and it's okay if they make mistakes, mm-hmm. as long as they're not repeating it. Um, so I like to give like a lot of ownership and my leadership skills is like, um, we give a lot of training, mm-hmm. we give a lot of books. So we have our quarterly books, you know, even when somebody joins our co- companies, Epic Family or Kazi IT, just even join our company, they have to read a book mm. from Dale Carnegie or Jim Collins, Good to Great, or Steve Jobs or Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins. They read a book and then they make a presentation. And based on that, they go to the next round of a hiring process. Wow. So whether they get a job here or not, at least they're going to be a better person mm. than what they came in with and when they came on with their contact. And after they join, of course, they have to go through so many books. It's part mm. of their KPI. Mm. So like the last book uh, they did uh, recently is uh, called mm. The Go-Giver. Yeah. You know, um, law of compensation, law of value, um, you know. So um, it's a small book and they all made PowerPoint presentation and they give to their line manager and they give to their line manager. And I just got my my team or the, the eight people on my under that the VPs mm-hmm. and COO and CEO they give me theirs wow and i give them mine fantastic uh, so every month we have a book wow you know and that's part of our like kpi that's how you get a salary increase that's how you get the bonuses uh profit sharing it's all tied in with uh learning you know i think um i started doing this really early and i think even richard branson talks about this quite a bit mm. it's like i feel like i really feel like we're more of a training company Mm-hmm. than anything else mm-hmm. and uh in the market you know like uh somebody like um uh when they go and get an interview they tell me oh mike you know somebody came from kazi it mm-hmm. or somebody came from apex they were so good Amazing. they were like a gem right mm-hmm. and um and he was so good and um and i'm like okay so we lose a lot of people mm-hmm. You know, we lose a lot of people, but then what if we didn't spend the money on training? Mm. What if we didn't spend the money on the books? What if we didn't spend the money on time on time is money, right? So on the present PowerPoint presentations that they mm. make, mm. it will be left with a bunch of people that are not that good. Correct. You know, I don't want to say a bad language. I don't want to yeah, say No, you're it. absolutely right. You're absolutely you know, we don't right. want to be a bunch of... You know, Absolutely. we don't want to leave with a bunch of goats. You know what I mean? Yeah. We want to get that smart guy. So at least they leave, but the ones that are still there cream. Absolutely right. Well said, you know, well said. You know, you know what I mean? So, so we're like very much into like training. We're in mm. uh, scaling up. Mm. We have a coach who are paying like $100,000 plus a year, mm. you know, on the, you know, coaching us on scaling yeah. up because mm. somebody from the sideline 
they could see your business better than even you can. Well said. Um, so we're still learning and improvement and, you know, we're still, it's Kanai, right? Constant mm. never ending improvement. Kanai, yeah. Tony Robbins yeah. talks about quite yeah. a bit of that, you know, it's like, we're always improving and learning how to get better, you know, mm. and still failing a lot too, by the way. No, no we know. all fail. We all fail. I yeah. think. And, I, and, the, and on that note, Mike, and your incredible uh, thought about getting everyone to read a book, which includes you, and then talking about the book, not just from you at the top, but even before you hire someone, and your amazing thoughts of put in the hours, there are no shortcuts, and get a strong team. And you also spoke about Tony Robbins and get yourself a coach and so many different things. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about your incredible journey. Thank you for talking to me about Apex Homes, about Kazi IT, and all the wonderful work that you are doing both in the US and in Bangladesh. Thank you again and good luck. No, thank you so much uh, for, for, for having me uh, and uh, you know, taking your uh, time. Uh, so I, you know, means a lot to me. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for The Brand Called You.